This is NPR's Morning Edition. I'm Bob Edwards. 100 Years of Stories is a monthly series about centenarians, people who are 100 years old or older. Today's story is about Ruth Ellis, who is nearly 101. Centenarians frequently outlive their friends and family, and loneliness is a big problem for them. But Ruth Ellis's story offers some hope. Producer Nina Ellis, no relation, traveled to Detroit to meet her. Ruth Ellis has no family left, no partner, and she never had children. But she's not lonely, and the years that we are most afraid of have been her happiest. If I tell you right away how that happened, you might not appreciate the struggles of her first 80 years. Ruth Charlotte Ellis was born and raised in Springfield, Illinois, where her father was the first African-American mail carrier. Her family was loving, but at school she was lonely. I didn't have any friends. Why, why didn't you have friends? Mm-hmm. I guess there weren't very many colored in that school. And I had classes that would, I'd be the only colored there. And I think I was bashful or something. And the teacher called on me for something. I'd tell her I didn't know. But I knew the answer, but I didn't want to get up before the class. One teacher slapped me because I was so stupid. <laughs> Old Lady Powers. I told my daddy. So he came over to school and bawled her out. I didn't have too much of a childhood. My gym teacher, she's the only one paid any particular attention to me. She took interest in me. In high school, she had a secret crush on her gym teacher. And gradually, Ruth began to realize this about herself. She was gay. She never tried to hide it, but she didn't talk with anyone about it either. Ruth graduated from high school, worked a number of jobs in Springfield, and then in the late 30s moved to Detroit for better pay. She learned about the larger gay world and eventually found a partner, a woman named Babe. They bought a house together, and Ruth owned a small printing business. They didn't have much money, but they opened their home to young, black, gay men and lesbians who were not allowed in the white, single-sex bars of Detroit. They'd come to our house for just enjoyment. They'd bring a bottle, and they'd play cards, and we'd dance and play the piano. There'd be some of them that'd be good piano players. Just had a place to enjoy themselves. One fella come from the South. He didn't have any place to come. He stayed at our house. Different ones would come and stay at our house till they find something to do, then they're gone. After 35 years together, Ruth and Babe drifted apart. And so at age 65, Ruth got an apartment in subsidized senior housing in downtown Detroit. And even though she had no family members living and no pension, her best years began. She joined senior citizens clubs and enjoyed bowling, pool, dancing, and for the first time in her life, traveling. And then at age 79, she took a self-defense course from a young woman she had a feeling was gay. Yeah, I was curious. <laughs> I'd never seen a white lesbian. So I wrote her a little note if I could get better acquainted with her. So she came over to see me. And when the woman introduced Ruth to her circle of friends, everything changed. She was embraced by a community hungry for a role model. 
Ruth doesn't like to say she's experienced discrimination in her life, though she will say being black is harder than being gay. It's clear that much has been denied to her. A good education, high-paying jobs, and the freedom to socialize as she pleased. Ruth chose not to hide her homosexuality, though, and today the women who surround her take hope and strength from that. Sarah Yuli is one of these women. Ruth took me to visit Sarah, who says she deeply loves Ruth, has found her true grandmother, and wants to make her happy however she can. I think at first, for, you know, five or ten years, the main thing I did was make sure that Ruth could get to an event if she wanted to go, if she wanted to go to the National Women's Music Festival or just to a coffee house. We'd make sure somebody would pick her up and that she'd get to go. And we also work on trying to take care of Ruth's dreams. Like about, I don't know, 10 years ago, somebody said there was a conference in California for black, gay, and lesbians. And Ruth said, well, I think I'd like to go to that. So we raised money, and she and a companion went to that conference. Then a couple years later, she said, you know, I'd like to have a massage, or I'd like to go to Provincetown. This is like where I went. This is like Ruth Ellis's Make-A-Wish Foundation. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And the circle of friends is so large now that there is almost nothing that she could think of that couldn't be made to happen. Why did this happen to you, Ruth? I don't know. Just out of the sky. And now there's a documentary film called Living with Pride, Ruth Ellis at 100. So far, it's been shown at gatherings in more than 80 cities in the U.S. and overseas. And as a result, Ruth is alone only when she wants to be. She gets phone calls and visitors and invitations to appear before groups. I went with Ruth to one of these events at Michigan State University, where a classroom full of mostly 20-year-old students watched the film. Afterward, when Ruth was before them ready for questions, there was silence. Later, many of them admitted they were afraid of older people, and none of them, it turns out, had talked with anyone aside from their grandparents over 60 years old. They stared at Ruth, a messenger from another century. Now, don't be bashful. I'm just an ordinary person. I would like to know, um, I think most of us in here are social workers, and I wondered what you would like us to know um, from your experience with social workers. What would you like us to know? I would like for the young people to take more interest in some old person. There's a lot of old people that have lost their families, they don't have anyone. And I think if the young people would just pick out one person that they could go visit, take them to a show or to lunch or something like that, I think they'd appreciate that very much. I had a friend that lived to be 100. Then she decided that she was tired and she just stopped eating. Till she passed. So I don't want to get that tired. <laughs> I, I want to live as long as I can. Ruth Ellis has gone from being a shy little girl with no friends to a wise elder, an inspiration. It took nearly a hundred years, though, and on some days she says she is tired of living. 
But at this moment, as all these young faces smile at her, Ruth is radiant. She practically inhales their energy, and it makes her just a little bit bold. What do you think about sex education in schools? <laughs> you got me there, honey. You got me there. One thing, I think we uh, deal with sex too early in life. You have plenty of time to have sex. Up to 95 anyway. I can tell you that. <laughs> Ruth is still traveling and looking forward to her 101st birthday. For NPR News, I'm Nina Ellis. 100 Years of Stories can be heard monthly on Morning Edition. It's 11 minutes before the hour.